Thank you so much for joining us at Remnant Church Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more or support this ministry, please go to remnantchurch.church. And now, the message from Pastor Caleb. Man, you look good tonight. Can we give God a hand clap of praise just for his goodness? I want you to turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 28. I'm really making it my job uh, and I'm going to do as just as hard as I just, I'm going to try my best to be done here by 8 o'clock, okay? Acts chapter 28. Let me ask you something real quick. Is there anybody in here who would, pro- who would say, Pastor, I'm going through it right now? Anybody? I, I don't know. Pastor, I, I'm going through it. I got, I'm going through something. I got, I, you know, I, I just feel like... And maybe you've been going through it for a long time. Maybe it's it's something something happened last year, a year ago, and and then it seemed like you got recovered from that, and then it was something else, right? Uh, so maybe you're in a you feel like you're in the season of of, of pastor. I, I'm going through it. Well, you know, there's some people, uh, some thoughts out there in Christianity that you don't you're not gonna have any trouble. And that you don't have any problems and everything's going to be good and great. But that's just not true. You hear me tonight? The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Bible says also that God delivers you from them. Through, delivers you to them, uh, through them. Uh, now let me say this real quick. That, that in order for God to deliver you from something, you got to deliver something to him. Did you hear what I said tonight? If you want God to deliver something from you, then you've got to deliver something to him. In other words, you can't keep it in. You can't hold it and try to fix it yourself. you got to give it over to God. Amen? Tonight I want to preach a message entitled, Bite Me. Bite Me. Now, listen, nobody bite, bite your neighbor, okay? And uh, I understand that, that, that that's a negative connotation. That's why I named it, Bite Me. That's why I've done it. And you may say, well, what's that mean? It means like when somebody does something to you and they, they you know, maybe, maybe it's Josh doing something to Brenna, being tr- just causing trouble, aggravation. And, you know, and then she says, Josh, bite me. That means like just you're mad, you're aggravated with them, right? Okay, so that's what we're, that's the message, uh, title of my message tonight. Read with me in Acts chapter 28. Once safely ashore, we then learned that the island was called Malta. The local people showed us extraordinary kindness. They lit a fire and they took us all in since it was raining and cold. As Paul gathered a bundle of brushwood and put it on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and it fastened itself on Paul's hand. Next verse. When the local people saw that the snake hanging from his, they seen the snake hanging from his hand, they said to one another, this man, no doubt, is a murderer. Even though he has escaped the sea, justice, and that was a Greek goddess, her name was Justice. Justice has not allowed him to live. And this is what I want you to look at tonight. But he shook the snake off into the fire, and, it's, and he suffered no harm. Amen. Amen. 
Let me tell you a little bit about what was going on with Paul. Uh, Paul was in one of those seasons. He would say, if he was in the crowd tonight, he, and I, I asked him that question, are you going through something? Are you in one of those seasons where it seems like right when you get out of something, you're going right back into something? That was what was going on in Paul's life, okay? Uh, he was falsely accused of starting a riot. Uh, there was death threats uh, on his life, so he couldn't get a fair trial. So he's on his way to Rome to, uh, to get a fair trial. While he's on his way to Rome, and he's on a ship, and he's sailing, a storm comes, kind of like this one we've had uh, yesterday where it just rained and it rained and it rained. The Bible says that they didn't see the sun for weeks. It was storming. They endured the storm. They endured the rain. Looks like things might would get better, right? But it gets worse. Shipwrecked. The boat falls apart. He has to swim to shore. He's off the coast of Malta. He, he swims to shore. He's, got, he's cold. He's wet. Hypothermia is about to set in. He's looking for a fire. He gets some wood. Maybe things are going to get better now. He, light, he, got, he gets the fire going. He throws some wood on the fire. When he goes to throw some wood on the fire, the Bible says, a snake. Because the heat drove the snake out. The heat drove that snake out, and he latched on to Paul. Now, hear me. Things were spiraling, it seemed like out of control for Paul. Now, in the book of Genesis, we know that, that the serpent, right? A serpent speaks to Eve. And all throughout the Bible, we kind of get the sense that sometimes when God wants to type and shadow Satan, he uses a snake. So that's what we're going to look at tonight. And that's kind of the basis of what I want to talk about tonight. But I want you to see that everything was seen to be spiraling out of control. And, but it was after the storm. It was after the shipwreck that the snake was waiting. See, it was at the end, at the bottom of all the trouble. See, Satan knows when you're most vulnerable. Paul had just been through all that stuff I told you. His, 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 his ship has been wrecked. He had to swim all the way to the shore. He's wet. And then the enemy shows up. Hear me, hear me for a second. You cannot blame everything on Satan. Sometimes you just got trouble. Somebody say amen. Sometimes it's called life. It's just things. But I also want you to understand this. You do have a real enemy. And it's hard sometimes for, 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 for me to get uh, new converts and, and even people who's been in church a while to really grasp the fact that Satan hates you and he is intimidated by you and he wants to snuff you out. And you think, well, no, Satan don't care about me. He don't, he don't, have, you know, he don't want anything to do with me. I'm not a threat to the kingdom of God. But can I tell you this? You are a threat to the kingdom of God. You, you don't have to be a missionary. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be a pastor. You are a threat to the kingdom of God because you are a child of God. And Satan and all of hell 
has an assignment of attack on your life. See, the enemy knows how to hunt you at the end, listen, of your storm. When you're vulnerable, when you're tired, then that, see, we blame, well, well, you know, Satan was in this and Satan was in that. No, it's at the, a lot of times it's after the trial. You've held on. You've trusted God. And you get out of the thing that you were in. It seems like the sun is beginning to shine again. And you finally got your feet up under you. You had to swim all the way to the, the, to the island. And, and, and now there's a fire. And there's people. The Bible said they were glad to see them. They welcomed them. He thinks I'm going to warm up by this fire. That's when the enemy showed up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? After you've come through the trial, the enemy shows up. And the Bible says that the snake latched on to his hand. I think there's something we can learn about this story tonight. Uh, but instead of looking at what Paul did when the snake bit his hand, let's look at what he didn't do. Okay? Now, all, say, say all these words. No, no, no. You know, you got to say it. All these words start with an S. And there's no, I just done it like that because it's cool. Okay, here we go. This is what Paul didn't do when the snake bit him, when the enemy come against Paul. This is what he didn't do. Listen to me now. He didn't shack up with it. Hey, y'all thinking I'm talking about shacking up? Y'all know what y'all talking about. Y'all ready to jump on somebody? You're thinking about a nephew you got or a child you got? Just listen to me for a second. Listen to me for a second. Listen, he didn't shack up with the snake. What, what, what I mean by that is you just can't let the enemy stay the night. You know what I mean? Like you just can't let the devil get in there and just start talking to you. You can't let him stay the weekend. You can't compartmentalize uh, the enemy. You can't compartmentalize sin and say, I I'm going to act right on Sunday and I'm going to live for God on Sunday, but I'm just going to keep this thing in my life and I'm just going to try to make nice with Satan because see, you can't shack up with Satan. This is why. Because Satan don't want just part of you. He wants all of you. You hear what I'm saying tonight? The enemy don't just want part of you. He wants all of you. And some of you thinking, I'll just go along to get along. But you better be careful. Listen, I had a, we had a dog. I had a son before Judah. His name was Finn. Finn, did he have a middle name? What was it? Jeremiah. <laughs> Tried to block it out of my mind. Finn Jeremiah Lancaster. He was of the tribe of York, Yorkie, Yorkshire. And, and he, uh, listen, I got this wild hair. Well, i tell you what it was. Abrielle was praying. She, she well, was praying, crying. She might have even been fasting. She wanted a brother. And me and, I mean, and Holly, we, we just, we weren't, we weren't feeling it. You know what I mean? We didn't, we just didn't think it, that was God's will. So I was watching back there one day and she was crying. You know how you, 
dads, your daughter, when they start crying, you know, and start saying, Daddy, you know, like, yeah. You got to do something, right? You got to fix this thing. Hey, I got on Facebook and started looking for a dog that night. And I seen this, this cute little puppy dog. I thought, man, this will get it. She'll forget about a brother. Uh, we'll get her a dog. Oh, yeah, because she said this. This is what she said. I forgot. She said, you, can't, you won't get us. She was in the back of the seat. I'll never forget. You won't get us a cat because daddy's allergic. <laughs> you won't get us a dog. Can't we have a brother? I said, no, but we can get you a dog. We're going to get you a dog, papered and everything. Uh, so. That's what I've done. I went to Douglas. I paid a lot of money for this, for this dog. I got him. I went, I went to, I think it was Douglas. Went to du somewhere outside of Douglas. It wasn't just Douglas. Somewhere on the other side of Douglas. And I got the dog and I took him. Hey, listen. I put him in one of them crates. I drove him home. And he was, you know. Before I know it, I opened the door, pulled him out, put him on my lap. I was kind of petting him, you know. Said, it's okay, daddy's here. Before I'm like, what, daddy's here? You know, I just I threw him back in the cage and shut the door, you know, and started driving again. Anyway, I got, that, I got the dog home and I thought, you know, this is gonna be okay. I'm not a dog person. I don't mean I don't like you because you are a dog person or that I hate dogs. I'm just not a dog person. Didn't have dogs growing up in my home, and, and it just seems like a strange thing. I never done it, but I was going to do it because my daughter was crying, and she wanted a brother, and that wasn't going to happen at the time. So I had the dog. We took the dog. Oh, Holly loved the dog. Abrielle loved the dog. I kind of loved the dog. And, there, and, and, and we, we start feeding it and, and bathing it and, and training it how to use the bathroom inside. And all those things, all that thing, all the stuff that goes along with that. And I noticed something that day, or that week, and that week turned into months and years, about two years. I noticed that uh, you better be careful what you take in. Because what you take in will take over. And I began to notice, listen to me now, I began to notice that I couldn't just go where I wanted to go. Because I got Finn Jeremiah Lancaster. You understand what I'm saying? So when you think I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let, I'm just, this part of me, it's okay. I'm gonna let this, this part of sin stay in my life, or I'm gonna let the devil have control of this area of my life. Be careful. Because when you take him in, he takes over. Paul didn't shack up with it. Let me tell you something else he didn't do. He didn't soothe it. He didn't say, oh, look, how about that? He's like, would you please let go of me? And begin to say, let me tell you something about that's weirder than dog people. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I love you. I like, I like dog people. But these people who want a pet, I don't know how they think. I, I ain't trying to judge nobody. But they think, I'm lonely. I don't know what they think. I'm lonely. You know, I need something. I need something in my life. 
I know I need a pet. They skip right over Finn. They skip right over a nice kitty cat. You know these people I'm talking about? I seen one the other day and said, look at my new pet. You know what it was? A snake. What's wrong with y'all? What's wrong with a gerbil? A hamster? Hey, you crazy like living on the edge? What about an iguana? You know, a big lizard. Now you get a snake. And you pet. I'm not going to, listen, I ain't going to have anything as a pet that can kill me. Huh? A dog, I ain't seen a dog I couldn't beat up. But I, I, let me tell you, if I'm asleep and the snake gets on me and starts, them boa constrictor, that's the ones they get. Choke you out. <laughs> he didn't make a pet out of it. And listen, this is here, listen to me. You don't need to make a pet out of something that's poisoning you. Some of you want to just hold on to it a little longer and just kind of soothe it and kind of pet it and hope things will change. But Paul said, No, 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 I'm not going to soothe it. I'm not going to hold on to it. And Listen, we, we've got to quit trying to live comfortably in sin. Is anybody hearing me tonight? We've, we've got to quit living comfortably in sin. Because what you think is just okay and nobody knows about it. And it's not going to affect anybody else. It is going to affect somebody else. Because it's going to affect you. And I really believe what you don't take care of, you're just going to pass right on to your children. Amen. And there are some things in my life I want, I don't, that I face that I don't want my children to face. Are anybody listening to me tonight? There are some things in my life that I don't want my kids to have to deal with. There's some sin in my life, yep, I said it, that I, I'm not going to hide, but I'm going to expose because I want God to get up all in my mess, in the secret places of my life, in the dark places of my life. Why? Because my children matter, because faith matters, because building the kingdom of God matters, because seeing people change by the power of God matters. And it ain't all about me. It ain't never been all about me. It's all about God, and it's about building His kingdom. There ain't nothing. There ain't no sin that I love more than God. He didn't shack up with it. He didn't soothe it. Another thing he didn't do. Listen to me now. He didn't strike I'd have slapped that snake. Huh? I mean, I've had spiders cause me to do the stop, drop, and roll. But he didn't strike it. He didn't hit it. He didn't, he didn't slam it up against something. And here's what I, I believe is important about that. 
I hear people all the time say, I'm fighting the devil. I don't fight the devil. I don't fight the devil because Jesus has already fought Satan and won. Y'all don't believe it? Because you're no match for Satan. If, you, if it's up to you to fight Satan, then you are going to lose every time. If you could fight Satan and somehow win, then you wouldn't need Jesus. But I'm telling you, I don't fight the devil. I don't, I, don't, I don't roll up my sleeves and go to war with the devil because Jesus has already fought Satan and won. Jesus already struck the devil with the cross. He already gave him the death blow through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. My Bible tells me he goes on and fights my battles. I ain't got to lift my hands in the war. I lift my hands in surrender and say, God, this ain't my problem, Lord. This is your problem. This ain't my battle. This is your battle. This ain't my fight. This is you. Huh? Huh? This ain't my fight, God. This is your fight. I'm just going to trust you. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to exalt you. I'm going to keep on going to church. I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to keep on singing. I'm going to keep on loving. I'm going to keep on believing. And I know, God, you're fighting my battle. Oh, he didn't strike. What'd he do? Well, you done that good. Come here. Come on. Now don't sling your arm slap out. What'd he do? Oh! You better be careful about hitting me. He shook. One more time for the people to see. Shook it off. The Bible says he shook it off. And when I was preparing this week, I thought about this verse in Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. They're going to put it, look, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us Throw off. Here's the the Caleb Lancaster version. He shook off. Huh? He said, so listen, it says, it says, it says, let us shake off everything that hinders and the sin which so easily entangles us, snares us, the one translation says, trips us up. Hear me tonight. Satan is going to come against you. And you think he's fighting. You think he's warring against you now. But hear me. Be prepared. When you come out on the other side. And you feel spent. I go back to this verse. We talked about it Sunday, David. Celebrate recovery. I, was, I, I used him as an illustration. Sunday at nine o'clock, there's this verse, and I can't even I can't remember what the verse is right now. But it, but this is I'm going to summarize it. It says, uh, "Be careful when you think everything's 
going good. And you start patting yourself on the back. And you've come out on the other side. Take heed lest you fall. See, it's after you got through all that, whatever it is, and you think, all right, I got it. I made it. You get up by the fire to warm up. That's when the enemy's going to attack you. But you're not going to shack up with him. You're not going to soothe him. Hmm? You're not going to shack up with him. You're not going to soothe him. And you're not going to fight him. You're not going to strike him. You're just going to shake it off. I kind of pulled a muscle when I done that. I ain't been shaking much lately. You you shake it off. Come on, somebody. Every weight that trips you up, you just shake it off. Huh? Come on, somebody. I, I, I don't have time to run. I don't have the strength to run this race with extra baggage, with extra weight. And I just want to tell you right now, every, every weight's not a sin, but all sin is a weight. And the Bible says, listen, this, this, this life I've called you to, you're not called to carry weight. Take my yoke. It's easy. And my burden is light. If you're carrying something that you're not supposed to carry, tonight I'm encouraging you, just like Paul did the snake, shake it off. I don't know if I can do that, Pastor. Jesus Christ has already done it. You just believe. Look, look what it says. Let us lay aside. Throw off. Shake off. It didn't say get the preacher to pray over you and to cast it off of you or to meet it. I can't shake it off of you. I can shake all I wanted to right now. But if you ain't shaking, it ain't going to do no good. I can want it for you. I can, I can pray and pray and pray. But friend, you're going to have to come to the place where you say, I'm tired of sin. I'm tired of living beyond the privileges that God has gave me and he wants for me. I'm going to shake it off. Because hear me, hear me. What God wants you to do, there's some things you can't take. Where God's calling you, where he's wanting you to go, there's some things you, that can't go with you. That's attached to you right now. Stand with me all across the building. I want you now to think just for a moment. Is there something in your life that needs to be shook off? I know in my life there is. See, I'm not fixing to paint no picture that I got all my stuff together, Jamie. Because I don't. Because the longer I serve the Lord the more things he brings to my attention. For me, it's basically a constant shake. I don't just shake one for a little while. I, I, every, when I get closer to God and I read more in his word, he reveals more things to me.
I heard somebody saying last week, they said, Pastor, they said, when I first got saved, there were some big things in my life I, that I knew that God was dealing with me. And he, he was talking about, one, one was drugs. He said, I knew I couldn't, you know, do drugs anymore. So I stopped. I, I knew that I couldn't sell them anymore. The Lord began to deal with me about I stopped. Then I knew the Lord began to deal with me about cussing. He said, I never thought about cussing. I just cussed all the time. So then the Lord started dealing with me about cussing. He said, then, he said, then I, he said I smoke cigarettes every day. He said, then the Lord started dealing with me about cigarettes. He said, hold on, now can I have something? He goes on, he just said, but you know what now the Lord's dealing with me about? Sharing the gospel. Shaking off fear. See, isn't that how this thing works? It's called sanctification. The shaking is sanctification. All these are S words. The shaking is the sanctification. The setting apart. It's a process. You know why sometimes bad things happen? Because God allows it to. Not to destroy you. No. All things work together for our good. Sometimes, I believe if we, would, if, if we never go through a shipwreck, we'll never go into shaking. If we don't ever get bit by a snake, we'll never shake it off. We don't, if we don't ever go through a storm, we'll never enter into the times of shaking. Every head bowed and every eye closed tonight. Don't just take this word tonight and say, okay, now I'm going to go home. Ask the Holy Spirit right now. In your prayer, ask the Holy Spirit if there's something attached to you that you need to shake off. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, God, as we ask, as a family, as a church family tonight, not one better than the other, not one judging another. We, all of us in here have something. I'm, I'm sure that God is saying, I want you to lay it down. Throw it to the side. Shake it off. Right now, if the Lord's dealing with you about that, in an act of faith, the Bible says faith without works is dead. And the Lord's dealing with you about shaking something off. I'm not going to ask you to come to the altar. This is two steps. And all, you, all of them you can do right here to the scene. If you say, Pastor, there's some things in my life that I need to shake off. I want you to lift your hand to the Lord. My hand's lifted just to let you know. And then I want you to take the other hand. If you lifted that hand, then I want you to lift the other hand up tonight. See, what, what, what we're doing now, if we're going to shake some things off, if we're going to let this sanctification process work in us, 
it only works through surrender. I got both hands raised tonight. I'm surrendering to you, God. I'm surrendering the things I've been trying to hold on to, things that's been weighing me down, holding me back, fear, regret, shame, condemnation, guilt, secret sins, whatever it is, God. I, I, I surrender to it and I shake it off. I don't want it, God. I don't want it in my life anymore. I love you more than I love it, God. And I understand you're calling me to a higher place. And God, what's attached to me can't go with me. So I shake it off, God. I surrender it to you. And I, rem I remember what your word says, Lord, in Galatians chapter 5, that we are dead to the flesh. The flesh has been crucified. So God, that's why I can lay it down because it has no legal right. It has no legal hold to me. I cast it off in Jesus' name. In G Come on, somebody. Just begin to praise him right now. Lord, I thank you right now. I thank you right now. Come on, lift those hands and begin to praise him. Father, I, I lay it down tonight. I thank you, Jesus. Oh, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Oh, nothing else. Oh, nothing else. Nothing else will do. Come on, lift your hands and say, I just want you. Come on, lift your voice and say it together. Come on. Nothing, oh, nothing else will do. One more time. I just want you. Oh, nothing else. Oh, nothing. Come on, tell him tonight. Come on. Nothing else. Yeah. And Father, we lay it down. We give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor. Can somebody in an act of faith give God a praise? Come on, a radical praise tonight. Hallelujah. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. If you were, please feel free to share on social media, subscribe, or leave us a review. We can't wait for you to join us here again.